Ignore that text from Alicia. We'll do. Hello. Hi, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, it's Nick. Hey, Nick. How's it going? I right, good man. It's nice. It's nice to finally talk to you. I've heard a lot about you. Um, hey, I've listened to you for weeks. I I really appreciate it. From what Chris tells me, you are our biggest supporter, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I heard him talking on the phone with you because you know he's very loud. So I heard the whole conversation. Uh, he likes to talk, also. Oh, he really does. He does. Uh, and since it's also my podcast, and I'd like to have you on as a guest, I thought I'd pitch you my idea real quick. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, the three of us get together. Your place, our place, doesn't matter. Oh, we smash beers. Um, right. We pick a movie that me and Chris both really like and really connect to but you haven't seen and then we pick a movie that you really like and connect to but we haven't seen and we talk about those two movies watch them and then talk about them and that way uh, you can tell us that our opinions about your movie are wrong <laughs> and then you can shit on our favorite movie wrong, but I that. okay yeah I'm looking forward to it Chris told me you're interested in this and I've been very excited about it he's always telling me that me and you are very alike yeah, and also, you know, he's, between you and me, he's very bookish, so he kind of intimidates me sometimes, but I feel like if it's me and you, we can kind of gang up on him, and I think it'd be a good, it'd be a good podcast. All right, sounds great, yeah, well, so I'll, I'll talk to his fucking mouth, That's what I need, that's, I just need someone to back me up on that, man. All right, sounds great, man. All right, man, it sounds great, can't wait to do it, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Your dad and I are going to be best friends. <laughs> oh. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Kremlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Do you know the story of James Cameron pitching aliens? Mm -mm. He went to a room full of executives or whatever, and he was at a whiteboard, and he went... <laughs> and they were like sold also do it awesome wow uh yeah speechless that's the perfect pitch yeah you go everybody's on. always talking about an elevator pitch i mean that is the pitch yeah it's beautiful how do you pitch that how, how could you ever pitch anything better yeah that's the perfect I, pitch but when you were saying like oh he waited like 10 years because he's like oh i want to have the right story and be able yeah. to do it i that makes me feel like he <laughs> so james cameron did the second one Yes. Okay, not Ridley Scott. Do you know who did Alien 3? I do. It was, um, was it, I don't know who directed it, but uh, isn't it like Joss Whedon like wrote it or something? It was directed by David Fincher. Okay, yeah. It was his first movie. And who wrote it? I don't know. I think it might have been like Joss. I'm not even. I can look it up. I'm sure it was, I think it was like a Frankenstein monster of like a couple of different screenplays. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. a lot of people wrote on that motherfucker. Story by Vincent Ward. Okay, screenplay by David Gillen. I'm totally wrong. I'm yeah. absolutely wrong. Yeah. It's just a Fincher joint.
Look at me. Wrong. You ever seen that one? No, I've only seen the first one. Yeah? Yeah. You've never seen Aliens? I've never seen Aliens, no. Oh. Very excited to, though. Yeah, it's been so long that uh, it'll pretty much be fresh for me. I mean, even Alien was pretty fresh because it's been so long. Do they mention her having a daughter in any of the other ones? That rings a bell with the lore, but again, it's been so long since I've seen anything besides Alien. That, because I've know. been playing the game, and you play as her daughter. Uh-huh. And I heard that, like... I think it's the third one she gets pregnant? In a deleted scene from Alien 1, mm -hmm. she says she has a daughter back on Earth. Oh, okay. And, like, the story of the game is they found the transmission that Ripley sends out at the end of Alien from mm -hmm. that ship, and they go to try and find it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, we're eight minutes in. Do you want to do a cold open, or do you just want to talk about a movie? You can do one of your cold opens. Okay. It's real cold, because it's eight minutes in. <laughs> hey, if you smoke weed, cool, awesome, you're totally allowed to, I got no problem with it. You're not allowed to smoke weed and then go out in those clothes, <laughs> because you fucking... Reek. I work at a skateboard <laughs> shop and constantly kids yeah. are coming in who clearly just smoked in their car. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. our whole place smells like weed now. Yeah. But I, I just, it is, it's a bad smell. I hate it. Yeah. It's, uh, be considerate. Um, and I don't want to be like, well, if you're a pothead, you're probably not considerate. But I'm starting to believe that if you're a pothead, you're not considerate. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to smoke weed during your day and go about your life, either have a, a vape. Mm hmm. Like a little pen or whatever, or smoke weed in the clothes that you woke up in, <laughs> and then take a shower, put new clothes on, and go out. Because oh my god, you stink so bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember a time when uh, I saw Harold and Kumar go to uh, White Castle, and I was like, oh god damn! I know I'm only ten, but all I want to do is smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. And then, as I got older, uh, the Seth Rogen stuff got very popular. It was cool. And then I felt like there was a long period where I was like, damn, they're kind of making smoking weed pretty lame. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen any of the, like, the Seth Rogen weed stuff. And now it's dialed back. It's fine now. Yeah. Yeah, now it's it's not not, 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 not too crazy. The, but there was a time where I was kind of like, ugh, God, with the weed and all the time and the smoke and the weed. And I yeah. get it, I get it, I get it. I haven't... But it's died down a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, it's very normalized. Yeah. So anytime anyone... I can smell weed on someone, mm -hmm. I just immediately think that they're... Uh, yeah. Harold and Kumar guy. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, what I'm what I'm thinking of is like uh, like there was that era where like bad teacher like I feel like the yeah. thing that made Cameron Diaz the bad teacher in that movie is that she smoked a little bit of weed or whatever. And it's like okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, uh, like I there's this one time I was with some friends and we were with a another group of friends who are women and we were we were somewhere and then we're like okay we're gonna go meet at this bar and so we went our different ways and then met at the bar but when we went our different ways one of our friends was like hey let's smoke weed and weed hasn't made me nervous in about six years like it just makes me just lose my mind every time yeah and uh so we do that and then we go to the bar and we're late 
and I'm like, oh god, oh god, that's play it cool, man, just play it cool. And we get there, and the friend goes, sorry, we stopped, you know, smoke a little. And I was like, oh, why would you say that? And she, the, this girl goes, oh, we can tell. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Look at this sweater. Right Where? here, by my finger. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at him. I don't know why. I can't kill a little spider. If mm-hmm. it's big, I want it gone. But if it's a little baby guy like that, I love him. I try to leave them alone. Despite their spooky, spooky appearance, uh, they're good guys, from what I've heard. Yeah. You know? They eat all the other bugs, but also they're the scariest bugs. So They are scary bugs. I guess that's what happens when you're the apex predator of any food chain kind of a thing right like yeah. sharks spooky yeah. bears spooky spiders spooky right what would you say in your imagination it, i like that in my head spider shark and bear like the ape no <laughs> i buy like, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but spider seems like the odd man out there a little bit but i guess it is kind of yeah i don't know i'm an idiot you know it'd be crazy though yeah and like hundreds and hundreds of years when we finally conquer space travel mm-hmm and you go out there, and you find an apex predator for everything. <laughs> That's something that you can't even imagine with your mind. Yeah. Can you imagine what that would look like? Uh, there's this really gross picture of, uh, it's not gross necessarily. It's like a comic book style drawing kind of, of like a behemoth from the Bible. Which is like a mythical creature that is a misunderstanding, like a human being's misunderstanding of what a hippo is. <laughs> and so it, it kind of looks all jacked like the Incredible Hulk, and it's purple like a hippo. Uh, but then it has like a head that almost looks like skull like, like a deer skull kind of, but it's still purple skinny. Look, It almost looks like a hippo if a hippo whipped actual ass. And <laughs> oh, they do. I know, but it, what I'm saying is like culturally, our idea of a hippo is like what Madagascar did to hippos. Okay, yeah. You know no, what I mean? It's just like, you know, uh, the guy from the office who spills his chili. Yeah. Yeah. But this one looked like, you know. So is it like, is the, the picture somebody like, describing a hippo to somebody else and then them drawing it? Is that uh, what happened? Well, it, it, historically, yes, this picture specifically, I think is just like a, I think it's just a whip-ass picture that someone drew of the behemoth. Stop wearing this shirt. Let's see, where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, he's going back. See the little guy? He got what he needed. Okay, so you can barely see it in this thumbnail on the far left. That's kind of what a behemoth... Oh, that's fucked up. But it's basically... Let me see if I can just... Behemoth. But it's one of those things that, like, uh, I think there's something like a, like a, the fucking badger or something like that. Yeah. Was supposedly, like, a mythical creature, like a unicorn, until someone actually found it or some shit like that. Like, there's a bunch of animals like that that are actually extremely elusive. And only in the last, like, 200 years have we actually been able to be like, oh, shit. I guess these guys weren't crazy. There is a weird little creature. It is a weird little beaver duck thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when I was talking about uh, a a, a predator in space, I thought you were going to pick up what I was putting down, that we should transition into alien, because I thought that's what you were doing. I thought I was going along with your bit, and you're like, what about hippos? No, as I stated earlier, I'm an idiot. 
you get pick one. Okay. Uh, your left hand from my point of view, right hand. This one? Yeah. Mail Old time. boy. Oh, this is a thick one. Yeah, just. It could, I mean, yeah, it could be. Maybe there's money in there. <gasps> I can't get this one. I'm going to rip it like that. Oh, my God. Just an old piece of paper. I don't know what you're complaining about. It is. Old Boy, 2003. Based on the graphic novel of the same name, Park Chan-wook's Old Boy is Ric Flair Wu. Oh, yeah, here you go. Based on the graphic novel of the same name, Park Chan-wook's Old Boy is so good. A cute little movie about imprisonment, revenge, and incest. Old Boy is a South Korean film that couldn't translate itself into American cinema. So in 2013, American remade. So in 2013, America remade Old Boy, directed by Spike Lee, starring Josh Brolin, and sucking out all of what makes the original Old Boy special. It's you know no good. If you like revenge movies, purposeful filmmaking, or just a little dash of incest in your movies, Old Boy 2003, specifically, is for you. Ten out of ten. Chris, what's your experience with Old Boy? Um, I remember uh my odd friend, my oddball friend. Oh, I know. Really I know. wanting to be into, really wanting to sink his teeth into, into Old Boy, and uh, I always respected his opinion, his opinions on things, and yeah. uh, so it always been one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know, I'm sure that's just everything it needs to be, and I was never really dying or. You know, like chomping at the bid or whatever it is to uh, to check it out, but you, you know, you've been getting real horny for it lately, and mm-hmm. and uh, you watched on eftmovies.com. Yeah, I had to steal a, it. Yeah, with a friend. I who, mean, I didn't steal it. I streamed it off of a website. Yeah, for no money. Maybe I'll bleep what website we used. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I just think the website domain is so funny. It is. But you watched it with a friend. They fell asleep. That friend will remain uh, unnamed. Um. And then when Elton woke up, uh, <laughs> you were very uh, upset that he had fallen asleep because you loved the movie. I do. And uh, then a the little while later, you were like, hey, let's watch The Old Boy. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll watch The Old Boy. That's pretty much it. I really really don't don't, don't think I had much else. Um, why were you so horny for it? Um, I saw Old Boy at, like a, when I was like a freshman in high school, I think. The Korean one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know where I heard about it. Like, I can't think of an outlet where 14-year-old Nick had heard about Old Boy. Mm-hmm. But I did, and I found it, and I watched it. And I was like, whoa, that was an effed up movie.com. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that was cool. But I just heard people on and on talking about how it's one of the best movies ever made. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was pretty all right, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, years passed, and I watched it. I don't know, probably like five years ago. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was effed up movies.com. That movie's really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the remake and I was like, okay, Old Boy 2013 is really, really, really good. Yeah. I would say that's the only reason to watch the Spike Lee one mm-hmm. is it makes you really appreciate how just purposeful, how just intentional everything that happens in old boy is mm-hmm. and just like the way they present information to you and stuff like that and i'll get into that a little bit later but um yeah i just love this movie um and 
yeah, as you know, for the past like nine months, I've been trying to just get my hands on a copy of Old Boy, and he just can't. Because everything I find online is like, uh, it's not streaming anywhere. You can't buy it digitally anywhere. And I even went so far as to try and buy a DVD of it. And like every DVD you can find online is like region locked. So I'd have to have like a Korean DVD player to be able to watch it. What's the origin of the region lock? I don't know. It's an odd thing. It's just, it's like just like a bunch of political business stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Like not like political, like political, but like businesses being political with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very odd. Yeah. I hate it. Um, and so anyway, I scoured the internet. Found a website that will remain nameless. <laughs> and I watched it with Elton the other day. And I liked it just as much. And... Yeah, I mean, since since the last time I saw it to the current time I saw it, I've watched just like countless like video essays and stuff on it. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try. I'm gonna try to not recite those word for word in this. <laughs> um, yeah, but I might accidentally. So I'm sorry. I so, so this is a plagiarism warning. It is plagiarism warning. Uh, everything I say, just pretend someone else is saying it. Um, I'm sorry, Chris, what did you think of uh, Old Boy? I got five words to start this off. Spoilers. Five stars. Guilt-free eroticism. Yeah, you, you were real revved up by this, weren't you? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the guilt-free eroticism. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I like this. Uh... It's interesting because I think one of the things I I, I I think I know maybe about Old Boy is that it was super, super influential. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I.E., just for example, to this day, even like the hallway scene. Yeah. But even small things uh, like... Just scenes where, like, uh, some kind of badass music is playing in the background, and uh, our lead is, like, wearing sunglasses, smoking a cigarette. Like, our lead is wearing sunglasses, smoking a cigarette, and, like, walking towards the camera kind of in slow-mo. It feels a lot like that uh, the next couple of years of action movies here in the States almost sometimes. But then other times, it's got, uh, like, a like a slice-of-life, slow-core kind of cinema feel to it. Like, yeah. in the beginning when he's just sitting there in the police station and he's hammered and they keep trying to tell him to cool off and chill out and whatnot. Um, so that's just a observation from the <laughs> gate. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting thing that I like. Um, yeah. Hard to sort of pin down. It's not just one thing, I guess is, I guess what you could s- amount all of what I just said to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, sorry, sorry. Go on. No. Um, yeah, I just... I'm hoping to perhaps piggyback off of things you have to say. Um, Yeah, like influential. I always... Anytime there's a long shot of people fighting in a movie, it mm-hmm. always gets compared to Old Boy. Yeah. And I don't think anything gets to the level that Old Boy does. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, you watch Daredevil and he yeah. fights a couple guys in a hallway for a few minutes and it's one shot and the camera's moving a lot, but it's like, okay, that was cool. But... The thing that always gets me about old boy that fight in the hallway is it is exhausting. Yeah. 
like it is three minutes long and like you see that hallway of guys and oh, I just love how it's presented. Yeah. Like it starts with like a normal shot of the hallway mm-hmm. and you can see how packed it is mm-hmm. and all the guys in there and it's like, okay, well surely they're just going to cut to him at the end of the hallway and everyone's going to be on the floor behind him. But then it flips to that side view. So clearly they have more space, but you still know how small that hallway is mm-hmm. and you see him beat the shit out of all these guys, but he kind of, gets his ass kicked while he's doing it. Yeah. And it feels almost believable. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets stabbed in the back, and people are hitting him over the head with, like, two-by-fours and shit. And, like, by the end, he's, like, crawling on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the other guys who are, like, not dead or knocked out, like, a lot of them are still awake and conscious, are mm-hmm. kind of just, like, they're afraid of him. Yeah. And it's it's great. I, yeah. I just, it's, I love it. Seen as though you've done a lot of reading, I'm assuming there's been a lot of two white guys talking about the fight scene in Old Boy on the internet. Probably. Is there a lot of that? There's only one video I really remember, oh, like okay. verbatim, but I've 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 read a lot yeah. about Old Boy. Well, that was supposed and, to be a bottom uh, test, but I mean, uh, oh yeah, but <laughs> I just mean that like I don't actually know, but uh, yeah, to take the words out of your mouth. That was one of the things I was gonna say is that like yeah, the selling in this is so good. Yeah. Just uh. Yeah, like, even when it gets to the point that they are kind of, like, trepidatiously, like, backpedaling just a little bit, but, like, not backing down totally, believable. Yeah. Yeah, because there would be a certain point where I'm like, I don't want to get hit with a fucking hammer again, man. Yeah. (laughs) Just get out of here, you know? Like, like there's that one part where, like, there's a bunch of guys behind the biggest guy, Mm -hmm. and they're like, fucking get him. Go get him. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just kind of like stutter stepping toward him and like swiping at him with a hammer or something like that Mm -hmm. that's great yeah there's even people kind of hanging in the back like trying to get in there but they're just holding pieces of wood and like even that doesn't look like when i was watching it uh i just kept thinking like yeah i guess if that many people were fighting a guy like a couple would have to be in the back doing that i wasn't thinking like no look at these fucking extras getting paid you know what i mean like i was i was just thinking about it logistically um so yeah hats off to that it really is um and like I could be wrong, but I think remember when like he gets out at first and he runs into those that group of kids and he takes a cigarette out of that guy's mouth. Yeah, and then I love he smokes it and falls backwards because it's the first cigarette he's had in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, and they call him a dick shit and he's like, "Oh, dick shit! That, that's a new one." I heard it. They don't they don't, uh, they don't tell you curse words on TV. Yeah, and then he's like, "Could fifteen years of imaginary fighting really work?" Mm-hmm. And then he kicks the shit of those guys. That. In my mind, it could be wrong. It could be more like the hallway fight. But in my mind, that's an action movie. Mm-hmm. And he just whips the shit out of them with no problem. Mm-hmm. And for, I don't know, I guess just for both of those to work in the same movie. Yeah. It's great. Well, that. even just a second ago, you were talking about how you expected it to like just hard cut to like everybody on the ground. The next scene that happens, because he gets in the elevator yeah. with two yeah, guys yeah. or three guys or whatever. And then it hard cuts to elevator opens. They're covered in blood and he's the only guy standing. And he's the only guy standing. No, I do love that. It's the exact contrary to what you're saying. The elevator opens and everybody's standing unconscious. Oh. <laughs> and then they fall out. And that's yeah. like, it's funny and it's to be played for a laugh, so it doesn't really bother me that much. But it's mm-hmm. one thing, in, one of the one things in this movie where I'm like, okay, well, how did that happen? Did he get in there and then get in the middle of them and then start punching? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get how we got from A to B here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the meat and potatoes, I guess, is, with, with the, I guess that's the story, not the fighting. What we're talking about is the panache, I guess. Perhaps? 
Would you uh, say the story is the meat and potatoes? Je ne sais quoi. I think it's I think it's all of it. All of it's the meat and potatoes. Let's yeah. talk about the other meats and the other potatoes for a second. Interesting plot. Yeah. Um. It's definitely like a, you know, you thought out and complicated and stuff like that. But it, it, I'd never seen this before. Yeah, that was my that was my biggest takeaway. Like the first time I saw it when I was a kid, <laughs> was like. I've never, never seen yeah. anything broach this topic before in a movie. The only other thing I can think is like this is the most incest since the Bible. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure. So uh, our main guy saw his arch nemesis banging his sister back in school, and then told everybody. Told one guy. Oh, who told everybody? Yeah. And she got pregnant, and killed herself about it. Mm-hmm. And now. This guy has imprisoned him for 15 years, let him go with a little, like, Sherlock Moriarty kind of, like, cat and mouse game yeah. of, like, you've got four days to figure out what my big gripe with you is. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a really intense... It's like a, it's like Saw meets My Name is Earl. Exactly. <laughs> That's... Put it on the box. That's how you sell this movie. That plus the more the most incest since the Bible, those are the two quotes that are going to sell this. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a nice, interesting kind of like, you know, bit of, uh, Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb trail where he's like getting little bits of this and like, oh, he's going around town trying all the different sushis and whatnot to see the, the what is the little dumplings, rolls, the dumplings. Yeah. yeah. To see, uh, to see which dumpling tastes like the dumpling he's been eating for 15 years. That's neat. Um, Moriarty keeps calling him on the phone. Yeah. Uh, all that is really neat, and we can get into uh, that a little, little bit more. But first, I definitely want to uh, point out in the main arc, I forgot that there was the the spoiler ending is that he's been fucking his daughter. Yeah, that's the big get. Yeah, this is the big yeah. <laughs> um, but I did want to bring up uh, also like the complicated plot of him like hypnotizing both the daughter and the guy. Yeah. So that they would respond to different stimuli, so that they yeah. could fall in love with each other. Like I said, it's a very intricate and well thought out plot. Yeah, because like on first watch, when like he passes out at the restaurant and yeah. then wakes up in her apartment, it's like, what why happened? would she ever bring this guy yeah. home? But it still tracks because we've seen plenty of movies like. Uh, that even kind of happens in fucking Vertigo. Yeah. Or like that kind of thing happens in Halloween 3 where like two perfect strangers share a hotel room and then fuck. Like, yeah, so it's like a trope of old Hollywood that like men and women just behave this way when they're falling in love. You know, yeah. they do weird things, you know. But they explain it with hypnosis? I don't know enough about hypnosis to know if that would actually work in real life. I do but... like that they try to explain it away a little bit by being like, uh, you can't really hypnotize someone to fall in love. It's kind of really, really like a yeah. crapshoot. Um... But then, so then they get into the science of, like, rather than try to do, like, oh, it's a love potion, they, like, tried to train or hypnotize them to respond to certain stimuli instead, kind of a thing. With that coupled with the probably innate, is it it innate or inane? Uh, Innate. Innate. The innate uh, kind of affection you feel for father-daughter. It's the opposite of Back to the Future. Where his mom goes, I don't know what's wrong, but kissing you feels weird. <laughs> and in this one, he's like, I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Almost worse than the consensual incest. There is that point where he tries to rape her on the toilet. Oh, yeah. 
because it's the same line of logic he uses to beat up a bunch of 14 year olds <laughs> which is i wonder if 15 years of training could <laughs> and then he's like i guess not after this, yeah the rape is unsuccessful yeah i mean it's yeah yeah it's uh it's 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 a weird it's a weird but understandable scene that i guess it like makes perfect sense of the movie because he's like i've been locked up for 15 years <laughs> And there's a chick pissing in the other room. Yeah. And then yeah, he gets out and uh, I like immediately he's like, I'm going to go. That was awful. That, yeah. that is unforgivable. I'm going to get out of here. And she goes, yeah. oh, no, I'm going to fuck you. Just not right now. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. I guess hypnosis, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I guess one of the, it seems like, I don't know how to articulate the part of it that is so unlike anything else I've really seen because... I guess it's not uh, it's not really like shying away from just being like yeah this is an incest movie kind of a thing like it's so base and like not the kind of like clean cut polished thing that you usually see yeah in movies like again I'm just reiterating my point about like you don't see this kind of a thing like I just I don't see movies that even try to brush up against insect. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones is probably the the first thing off the top of my head. And then after that I'd have to think for a while about another movie that fucks around with incest. Um Dangerous Lies of the Elter Boys has a little bit of incest mm-hmm. in it. I mean what do you what do you what comes to mind when you think oh a movie that has incest in it? Uh, honestly I would probably just think Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it would probably be a few minutes before I go, oh right, old boy. Yeah. For some reason that's yeah. not the first thing that jumps to my mind when I think about old boy. So that's not like uh, necessarily a pro or con. It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I guess maybe. But I, I, no, fuck it. I mean, pro is just interesting. It, yeah, kudos to you for doing something. I just don't see. Yeah, but I think that's the the biggest part of it that like, you know, this wouldn't translate to an American audience. Yeah. Um, Legitimately, because and then they do the remake and they somehow fuck that up. <laughs> um, like the. The, the the bad guy's sister gets caught fucking their dad in like a greenhouse you know a building made of glass yeah by uh, our main character and it turns out the whole family was incestuous so the dad killed the whole family and then himself but he fucked up and didn't like kill kill the son like shot him but he didn't die and that's something his... about all of that sounds more american though yeah and it sucks yeah and he's why like, does that sound more american he's like my father was a brilliant man he's very british too why does whole family incest and whole family annihilation sound more american? ah because guns and overbearing fathers i guess instead of just a brother and a sister yeah they they fuck <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, it's just it's bad. Ugh. And like, ah, there's a whole subplot where he keeps seeing his daughter on TV because now she's grown up and she's a violinist. Yeah. But uh oh, that's not really your daughter. Mm-hmm. That's just an actress I paid, and I've been yeah. putting these videos in front of you so that you think this is your daughter, but really it's the girl you've been banging. I'm gonna all say the time. this is the best evil genius plot I've ever seen. I love... Um, Can you think of a worse thing to do to your, your arch nemesis? No, oh, it's so fucked. This is the and best. And, like, the whole thing with his pacemaker, like, if I push this button, I'm dead. Yeah. So you won't get what you want. Yeah. And then at the end, he gives him the button, and he pushes it, 
And it's a lie because yeah. it just plays that recording of him, just the sound of him yeah. fucking her. Yeah. Oh, it's he's like the best Bond villain. Oh, it's so, he's he's like the best Moriarty type. Yeah. Villain, like I think, uh, I think I really like about this movie, and this is for sure a problem with me. When I watch a, a foreign film and they have subtitles, I feel like for a big part I'm kind of doing some of the heavy lifting. Yeah, because there's a degree to which, like, you can hear how they're speaking and how they're inflecting. But, yeah, it's almost like reading a book where you have to also sort of interpret how it's supposed to be taken. Because even though you can hear them, it's just different. For some reason, this movie, I don't have that problem. Yeah. Uh, I think the acting is so good just across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's great. I'm sorry, I can't remember anybody's name in this movie. I know our main character is uh, Deso, but I can't remember the The Moriarty type? I can't remember Moriarty's name. I can't offhand either. But I think he's great. Um, I love that the first time you see him is when he helps him in the street Mm -hmm. and puts him in the car. But I I think my favorite... Yeah, I love when he's driving off and there's just that kind of smirk. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. I love... My favorite part of this movie is when Deso is in the uh, elevator trying to figure out the combination to get to the penthouse. Like people are walking by and he's like, he's still doing it. And they're just in the crowd of people. You just see Moriarty and his guy just walk up and get in the elevator and push in the code and they go up together. It's so good. I love it. And I love, uh, this is a big statement, but I think maybe my favorite scene in the movie is when he's at the school looking through the yearbooks and he calls his friend. He goes, Hey, do you remember this girl? And it comes to his friend back at the, the cafe. And he's like, Oh, I remember her. Oh, yeah, she was a big, she was a whore. Yeah, she was a big slut, everybody. And then, yeah, I think she ended up killing herself. But, oh, God, she was so hot. And then the camera pans over and Moriarty's sitting on the other side. He's mm-hmm. like, <sighs> he takes out the CD and snaps it in half and then goes over there and snaps yeah. him. And he's I was like, just going to shout out that scene, too. Yeah, he's like, you you took out your bug, so I had to come all the way down here. And now <laughs> he's dead and it's your fault. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I'd put him in the category of, like, in, in my opinion, my favorite movie villain uh, is definitely Shigar. And I'd put this Moriarty type in that in that bracket for me. These are S tier yeah. villains. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, these two that. are really good. Uh it's very funny that, that that's the scene that you were gonna bring up because yeah, that's that's the one that I, I love too. Um I can't say anything else about it other than yeah, it hits super hard. Um it's just that purposeful filmmaking thing you were talking about. Perfect. It's just, I get everything I need to know about the character from that scene. Yeah, I think my favorite example of the purposeful stuff, and there's no way I'm not taking this from somebody else, so I'm so sorry, but, like, I think the best example of that is the beginning of this movie, of him drunk uh, in the police station at the beginning, and he's fat. And, like, the movie starts with him hanging that guy over the side of the building. Mm. And he's like, my name is... And then it hard cuts to fat him. And he goes, oh, deso. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's just this bumbling, fat idiot. And because he's drunk, mm. he's like, oh, you gotta let me... It's my... Look, it's my daughter. I have a daughter. It's yeah. her birthday. And so you know he has family in this relationship. And mm. you get who he is. And, like, just from that one scene of... Like, you get everything you need to know, plus his friend coming to get him. 
and with the wings for his daughter and stuff like that and it's great and then yeah the wings for his daughter is great too yeah, yeah. and then he disappears and then like just like immediately after that the first shot you get of him in the uh prison is from the door from the little slot that they pull the, put the food into you know mm-hmm. and he's just forcing his head through that hole yeah and just like frantically like please i've been in here months you have to tell me how long i have to be in here it's just mm-hmm. so frantic and extreme and you immediately get what's happening and what situation he's in and like mentally yeah. and stuff like that and stuff like that and stuff like that yeah also with the fainting thing isn't his like explain it away thing where he talks about how like oh yeah lack of exposure for 15 years would it is significantly uh would leave me with like significant deficiencies in both vitamin a and vitamin e yeah and that could be one of the problems i even like little stuff like that like, so many great little yeah like when he gets out of that trunk on the roof he immediately goes oh fuck because he the sun hasn't <laughs> yeah. hit his eyes in 15 years yeah and i love 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 him saving that guy on top of the building and goes i'm gonna tell you my story yeah and it cuts and it's just that shot of them sitting there and the guy goes man that's messed up well now i'm gonna tell you my story yeah why i want to die and he just gets up and goes <laughs> i think if i'm remembering this right this is like technically like not technically but kind of like a spiritual trilogy of mm-hmm. movies that this director has made and that guy on the roof is the character from the last movie okay i could be getting that wrong though on the topic of him starting out as a little fat and Desu? I think so. It's D A E S U. I just I'm not positive how to pronounce it. Um Yeah, and then so obviously he gets out and in a in a sense he's kind of like, you know, at his peak physically, yeah. in a sense. Mentally. Eh, a little shot. Yeah. In some ways oh, strong, but eh, a little fucked up. Uh but there is that point where he talks about how he's like, Oh, you know, if I hadn't been in prison for fifteen years, would this girl even like me? Gross cause it's his daughter. Yes. But also I do like just little things that get touched on here and there, like just that thing where, like, the sentiment there is, like, yeah, regardless of the last 15 years, now I am who I am, and I'm here, and I have what I have because of that time, you know? Yeah, and I like that, like, right before that, when he's thinking about um, her in that way and his life in that way, is the hallway fight scene, Mm -hmm. and he's just walking down the street covered in blood, and he's like, oh, I'm a monster. Like, he's called himself Monster, because there's the, the, the line that gets put throughout it, uh, even though I'm no more than a beast, don't I deserve to live or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, he's covered in blood and he's like, can I even be who I was now, even after I get this all taken care of? And yeah. I, is this just who I am now? And yeah, yeah it's very nice when you... It's kind of like the uh, Neo thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I just mean in terms of like the hero's journey, there's that point where you can't go back or you, I mean, I guess you could choose, but most of the time the hero comes to that conclusion of like, I can't really go back to how things were because I'm different now. Yeah. I love, I love when they run away and then Moriarty's like, you can't run away from me. Here's a present in the room. You just fucked in. Open it up. Why don't you? Oh, him being that cool mentally. Or I love, it's so fucked up. I love when he's like, I'd like to eat something alive, please. Oh. And he eats that octopus and is just sucking all over his face and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like, there's, it feels like there's a part where like he's eating it and the camera is kind of like, you don't see the top of his face. You just see his mouth and his hand and like the octopus is like grabbing around his hand and stuff like yeah. that. And you can almost see the cameraman realize, oh fuck, that thing's grabbing the rest of his face and it shoots up and the octopus <laughs> is like grabbing his nose and his eye and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Makes me think of those mukbangs where that girl still eats live squid and stuff like that. Yeah. Cultural thing, which, whatever. Honestly, a lot of things, I could give a shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Hey, all I'm going to say is there's a degree to which I under I understand, you know, cultural, like, uh, what is it, like uh, moral relativism or whatever. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're big old hairless monkeys living on a space rock. We only get like about 60 years. It's not that serious. It's deep, man. But uh, the mukbang thing, people are always like, that's straight up animal cruelty. We should not be eating things that are alive, especially things like squid, because they're supposed to be super smart. They are. Yeah. So just wanted to bring that up. It reminded me of watching that uh, very beautiful woman eating alive things and me just going, oh, my God, on YouTube. Because it is very startling. Yeah. It's not a comfortable thing to watch. Yeah, that's why I was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I also... But culturally, I think it's not normal, but it's like a thing. I'm not saying like everybody does it. I'm just saying like it wouldn't be that jarring because I think people do do it over there. It's strange though because that feels like the point of the scene is that this is fucked up. Yeah. Like he's so hell-bent on revenge mm-hmm. that he wants to just kill something right now yeah yeah well i guess i mean it like is a thing that happens in the sense that like if you go to a restaurant i think there probably would be restaurants where you could order something alive but i'm okay. saying like not everybody does it like it probably is weird like you're saying it probably is a weird thing for people to do but it still happens like circumcision that's probably the attitude that they have over there towards it i would assume okay just that thing where like it still happens but there are a lot of people who don't like it do you know if the mukbang girl is korean I could look it up. Can we look it up? Yeah. Because maybe it's... Maybe she's not. And... Oh, man, I don't know. But also, they give him the octopus. If you went to a restaurant in America right now and went, I'd like to eat something alive, they tell you to leave. Her name is So Young. Uh, she's a South Korean actor, mukbang, music, mukbanger, musician, and ASMR artist. Yeah, she's Korean. Okay, well... I'm... I'm I mean, we're Lost. we're really we're really just guessing. Yeah. Um, ignorance is showing again. I'm an idiot. I love his look. I love just the weird shitty haircut and the women's glasses and the black suit. It's just yeah. It's just a such a chef's kiss movie <laughs> character look because yeah. he looks like an insane man and no one could ever look like that in real life. Yeah. But he looks so cool. I love <laughs> it so much. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time I was looking really good. And Delaney was like, you look mentally unstable right now. <laughs> like, in a badass way. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. I was yeah, like, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Um, ending time? Yeah, let's talk about the ending. Um, I got a weird read on it for the first time ever when me and you watched it the right. other day. Read it to me. He, get, he, he gets hypnotized by the woman who had hypnotized him before. Yes. The woman who came to his room. Yes. In the beginning. He cut out his tongue. Which that that is grueling for me. That is... Like, that bummed me out more than the incest did, more than the squid thing did, more than the DVD stab thing did. That was the end-all be-all for me. Because I'm just like... Oh, my God. Hey, I'm about to get grotesque. Just a little warning. But just like, when you're scissoring it, like, there's the part that's meat, and there's Mm got to be the core part. Yeah. That's like nerves the and, muscles and, and like yeah, yeah. and like just stringy things stringy things that are really important to how the tongue works and, and there's no it's way it's gotta uh, be like 
trying to cut string. Yeah, there's no way you could just in one go scissors. I know because I think he off. tried a couple. Oh yeah. God! And that scene's. I think if you did that, you would honestly bleed to death more than likely. Not yeah, hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure like there are like because I've I've heard about like medieval tools that like would get strapped to your head and like would slowly like if you moved your head at all like start ripping your tongue mm. and like a lot of people like would end up getting their whole tongue ripped off bleed out kind of a thing yeah it's fucked it's like shit they not even medieval in terms of medieval times i mean like even up until the like into like the like the 1800s i think they were still using that in some fucked up prisons Jeez. here in the states and stuff wow. like things like that yeah but i love that scene um yeah like i said before don't know what you're saying don't know uh, what you're saying i don't speak korean um i don't know where you're inflecting right now but i can tell you are acting your little ass <laughs> off right now um and it's so good yeah um but his fucking hair is different i was watching it these past two times i'm like man this guy's hair keeps fucking changing yeah. and it was driving me crazy which well, is funny i didn't notice that i was actually gonna commend this movie on like i love uh it's continuity like i love that he's got like the bandage on his back yeah. where he was stabbed the whole time um yeah that scene is great it's just a house of cards falling on desu yeah. you know just, just so just so moriarty being like look at my hand just so insanely desperate and mm -hmm. just flipping back and forth mid-sentence a desperate like, because the, the moriarty kind of gaslighting him about some stuff in a sense like mm -hmm. there's lies like the heart thing and like the hey you've been fucking your sister and like been hypnotizing you now you're listening to you bang your sister or not your sister your daughter and like, uh, oh, there's the present there. And he's like, just make sure she doesn't open it. She can't know. She can't know. Yeah. And he's like, okay, don't open the present or whatever. Just the whole thing. Super tense. One of the most tense scenes I've ever seen. Oh, and I It's crazy. It, I, I love, like, it's so fucked up. But like, ah, like, it's fucked up, but weirdly sweet. When he gets in the elevator and before he pushes the button, he goes... Me and my sister loved each other, despite knowing. Do you think the two of you can do the same now that you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, fuck. And then I love when he's in the elevator, mm -hmm. and it cuts to that flashback. Mm -hmm. And then the, in, in the flashback, it's current day him. Yeah. And he lets go of her hand, and she dies. And you just see his hand turn into the shape of the gun. Mm -hmm. And then the next she, see, shot is him just falling against the side of the elevator. Yeah. Um, but also, love we didn't talk about. I, I I keep saying throughout this episode. Oh, I also love. Oh, and I love. But I love the little little I guess twist in it that they don't really talk about that much. But when Moriarty is like, yeah, and because um, a rumor going around that she was a a whore, she thought she was pregnant. And her stomach even started growing bigger because she had this phantom pregnancy and convinced herself that she was pregnant. And Daisy was like, no, you knocked up your sister. And <laughs> yeah. Moriarty is like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, well, on the topic of what's said in the inter uh, elevator, I'm not making a call either way. But it's just one of those things that, like, I just feel like I've never seen another movie touch with a 10-foot pole where it's like, yeah, like, because there's that hypothetical I've heard people pose before and forums and just general conversation where it's like okay let's say same situation without all the fucked up thing for some reason for the last 15 years you've been banging this girl you're married you guys got a couple of kids and then you find out that like oh shit daddy had a baby one town over and turns out this is the adult version of it i've been banging my biological sister this whole time 
what do you do at that point? Do you just say, sorry, this is morally wrong. I have to abandon this family. And, like, would, you guys divorce? And then, like, what? I'd probably kill myself. I'm not <laughs> joking. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine another way out of that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even begin to broach what that would mentally feel like. I would cut off my own tongue and then get hypnotized. <laughs> like, either that or kill myself. Yeah, I don't know, cause yeah, I mean, but on his side of the aisle though, on on Moriarty's side of the aisle, I mean, that's fifteen years of memories, couple of kids, house. You guys got jobs and stuff. You guys got joint bank accounts. I mean, you you are correct in the sense that uh, killing yourself is a, is an easy out. But yeah. what then? You got fifteen years of memory. You got a joint bank account. You got a kid with a club foot, probably. <laughs> um, also. Um, Fun fact about incest, if you make it uh, out without deformities uh, and then you have sex with another person and have a baby, your baby's going to be fine. Okay. Like, let's say your wife was, like, the product of incest uh, and you had a baby with her. It's only, like, a one-generation thing if, like, inbreeding happens. Yeah. Like, if you were to bang an inbred, your kid would be fine. Yeah. So it's a little fun fact for you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I'll keep that in mind, I guess. <laughs> you never know what you're getting into. Um. That's the thing about dating. You never know what you're getting into. Christ. Um, before we get to the end, just real quick, I love the flashback to the high school. Uh-huh. I just like how it's shot. It's a great scene, yeah. I like how there's a different color palette. Spooky, so you know ethereal, it's a, uh, 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 dreamlike. Uh, yeah, and I love how you see him, current day him, looking around, and then the camera will turn, and then it's young him, so neither of them are in the shot at the same time, mm-hmm. but you still get the sense that he's watching it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It was really good. Anyway. Kind of gave me Neon Genesis vibes because they spent yeah. so much time at high school. Yeah. Um, Mainly just that. It's all uniform school, high school. Plus, I think you can hear cicadas and stuff. It feels very summery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, ending time. The read I got on it this time cuts out his tongue, sees the hypnotist. Lady. Barks like a dog. That's a great scene. Oh, yeah. All that great. All that stuff's yeah. Fin- yeah, different fantastic. Um so pitiful you're like oh, yeah god yeah you really yeah. feel that's what i mean about him twisting switching, up your guts yeah like swishing mid-sentence where he's like i'll fucking kill you and i'll eat you because yeah. no one will find you because i'll eat all of you and, and he's I'm like sorry. i'm moriarty's dog and i'm sorry i'm your woof, dog woof, i'm your woof, puppy woof, woof. look at me i'm wagging my tail look at me i'm gonna cut off my tongue um anyway end of the movie in the snow getting hypnotized and the hypnotist is like you're in the penthouse and you see your reflection and there's you and then there's the monster. Mm-hmm. The monster is the one who will know these secrets. You're mm-hmm. going to watch him turn away, and he's going to walk. And for every step, he's going to age one year. And when he reaches 70, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then you see him wake up, and she's there, and the daughter's there. And she's like, who are you talking to? And then it tracks his footprints. Yeah. And I tried to count them. And I think if I... I don't remember the exact number, but the number I counted is the only time I've ever tried to count the f- footsteps. I'm like, that's not enough steps to be 70 and then dead. So maybe when she hugs him and he's got that smile on his face, that's just like a crazy, like, deranged smile, maybe it didn't take. Okay. And he still knows. If successful, the only thing this guy has uh, in his negative pile is no tongue. Yeah. If successful. Yeah, but now he has to live his whole life being like, why did I cut out my tongue? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the worst part. 
Uh, I'd be pissed every day. I'd be like, a tongue back, please. Do you think you could do that? Do you think they could reattach a tongue to you? Doctors? Fuck. You think doctors are that good yet? I feel like if it's one of those things where, like, in that 10-minute window that you can do with, like, thumbs and shit, probably. You don't think they can put a new thumb on you? No, probably not. No, <sighs> you can't. I see people without fingers all the time. Yeah. But they do that where you, like, throw it on ice real quick and you try to reattach it, or is that just yeah. a movie thing? No, I think that's a real thing. Yeah, so they could probably maybe do that with the tongue. Yeah. But uh, how long he was away from his tongue? No, they're not just going to put a new tongue on you. Well, Lorena Bobbitt cut off her husband's penis and then threw it off a highway, and they found it and reattached it to him. That can't be ten minutes. It wasn't on ice. What's a dick but, like, a down tongue? <laughs> yeah, but how much function did he re- retain? I don't know. He you know? became a porn star afterwards, so probably enough. Definitely enough, then. You might not be able to taste, but you could probably say stuff. Yeah. Wow, what a movie, huh? I gotta give this a solid... Uh, I kinda wanna give it an A+. Yeah. But I, I feel inclined to say A. Okay. Because I feel like... I don't know. I just have to decide here and now... If A plus is reserved for like, Don't fuck care. it, it's A plus. It's we still got S tier. <laughs> Nothing's broken in the S tier yet, though. I think, oh boy, uh, I'm gonna give old boy an S. Give me the marker. Here's something we should start doing. Actually, put our grades on these things, then I can look at them when I'm point. updating the grade book. I'm gonna give old boy an A plus. An A plus. A plus. I don't know what I'm waiting to put in that S tier, but I don't think it's old boy. I think I'm just real high on old boy right now. Ugh. Anyway, we watched old boy, and then what? Like nine days later, we watched Alien. Yeah. Apex Legends. Apex. What's the Apex game? Apex Legends, yeah. Is it Apex Legends? Sh- Raid Shadow Legends. Is that another one? Shadow. Yeah, Ra- yeah Raid Shadow Legends. I think Shadow that's, Legends. That's a mobile game that gets advertised all the time. Yeah. Ugh, mail time. Oh, it says Alien on the back. And then it's upside down. Alien 1979. Alien, alien, spooky, scary alien. Robot man, spaceship land, penis-shaped alien, semen blood, can't outrun, double mouths, alien, no escape, alien rape. Harry Dean Stanton, 7 out of 10. It's kind of like a slam poem almost. Can I can do another that? read where it's like slammy. Yeah, maybe do that. And maybe, okay. hey, maybe this is just a suggestion. Yeah. Read uh, Harry Dean Stanton's name, but Stanton like Stantian, like alien, because I uh, feel like yeah. it's spelled that way, so okay. it rhymes. Alien. Alien. Spooky. Scary. Alien. Robot man. Spaceship lands. Penis-shaped. Alien. Semen blood can't outrun. Double mouths alien. No escape. Alien rape. Harry Dean Stantian. Seven out of ten. I rewrote that like nine times. <laughs> I wrote it and then I was like, Spaceship Lance. Spaceship Lance. Uh, cool. 
can't outrun. Can't outrun. <laughs> Chris, what's your experience with Alien? Uh, growing up, I was a Predator kid. Just because, you so know. Dirty. Eh, like a lot of young boys, I was just like, beefy, beefy men. Mmm. That's what I'm about. You know? Oh, I don't. Yeah, that's what superheroes, G.I. Joe, all that kind of stuff. You're just like, beefy, beefy men. I was more into the Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Lean, slender men. Okay. Nah, I was... Uh, I think I've talked about it a lot. If it was just a beefcake, I'm buying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why Venom looks cool. Or, like, when I was a kid kind of thing, I was like, oh, yeah, Venom looks cool. Spawn. Yeah, Lobo. I always thought, oh, Venom, that's the opposite of Spider-Man. No, thank you. <laughs> but, uh... Plus, um, not plus, the alien design in Predator appeals mo more to that, that beefy, beefcake oh, yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, I was just uh, more so into that. Uh, it's a lot more action-packed. Uh, this one's more of a, almost like a chiller. Yeah. You know? Spooky. Scary. Uh, this one shares a lot of DNA. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail here because I'm just supposed to be talking about my history with Alien. Um, but this one shares a lot more DNA with, like, uh, you some, it's, like, almost more akin to the thing from another planet than it is, like, the thing. Yeah, I get John that. Carpenter's. Um, which is another reason why it probably didn't land much in my childhood, just because it really is something where you have to be, like, still, you know? And I didn't do very well with still. As most most kids kind of don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, obviously, it's very pervasive, the inspiration for things like Metroid. So I was very familiar with all of that growing up. Um, the iconography is, uh, you know, familiar. Yeah. It's all there. Um, so you had seen it when you were younger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pro definitely didn't remember much. Same thing with Aliens. Mm -hmm. The only thing I remember is the Luke, I am your father line from that movie, which is, get away from her, you bitch. Ripley, or Ridley, Ripley, Ripley. Believe it or not. Ripley loves the word bitch, even in this movie. She does. She's always saying bitch. Me and her aren't so different. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your, what's your alien lore? Um, I've known of it through pop culture and stuff like that, uh, over quarantine when I didn't have a job and I was just sitting at home. Uh, I had played every video game I owned and then I had Alien Isolation cause it was free and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll watch Alien first. And I watched Alien. I was like, that was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I the only thing that really stuck with me was um, I'm trying to think of a good word. I can't think of a good word. It's atmospheric. Yeah. Um, claustrophobic is another word that gets yeah, thrown absolutely. around. Yeah, absolutely. It's very much. Um, it reminds me, not surprisingly, of Blade Runner because mm -hmm. it's Ridley Scott. I think the first half of this movie is boring. Yeah. Um, and that might, in not a bad way. Yeah. In a way that a movie can be boring but still interesting. I mm -hmm. know that it doesn't that sentence doesn't make sense but it's just i'm i'm uh nothing's really happening i mean it is but everything feels very slow and drawn out and more so like you're supposed to just 
be getting used to this world. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked that. Um, and then it turns into kind of a slasher movie at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Um, and I was telling you when we were watching it yesterday, I think just the coolest person in the world is Sir Gourney Weaver in Alien. Mm. She's just awesome. I just love her. Just aesthetically emotionally just uh she's so cool mm-hmm. like just the jumpsuit and the digital wristwatch and the sneakers <laughs> she's if i could dress any way i wanted to without being judged by society i would dress like ripley from alien every single day of my <laughs> yeah. life she's so cool um and that's pretty much all that stuck with me um and then i played the game i like the game a lot yeah i never finished it because it gets very hard at the end it's one of those like um uh, you gotta run and hide from the bad guy kind of scary games like you got some weapons and stuff like that but mainly you're sneaking around and in all of those video games like the Resident Evils or like uh, I think the first one was Amnesia the Dark Descent um, you know you walk around and you pick up letters and you read them and you're like oh I gotta find a key for this door and you walk around here and there and then uh oh I'm in this area and the bad guy's here so Here's a, a space where I gotta hide in lockers and under beds and stuff like that to get away from the monster. Okay, now I'm in a safe area. I can go do this. Alien, that thing is fucking on you the entire game. <laughs> like, it yeah. is always just up in the vents and you have to quietly look for your keys and your letters and your stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. And then I got to a point in the end of the game where I'm like, okay, I know the alien is behind me this way. I'm gonna sneak away and I'm gonna walk through this door. Oh, two more aliens? I'm, I, this is too hard. I'm going to put this game down right now. And then I never got back to it. Yeah. Um, Glad to hear that they have a decent game out there. Yeah. Uh, I know that they've made many, many games. And I'm pretty sure most of them are probably okay. I think at best, if bad, not bad. Most of you know. them are. Um, I just restarted playing it again because we just watched the movie and I'd like to finish it. Um, but what did you think of Alien this time when we watched it? I'm going to double down on my original point. It legitimately pretty much, in my opinion, is basically the thing from another planet. Just yeah. instead of being in the Arctic, it's in space. Mm-hmm. I mean, even down to them going to the other ship is kind of yeah. like them finding the ship that, in yeah. the first one. You know, Absolutely. Um, and then the whole thing is claustrophobic, just like the other thing is. Mm-hmm. It's in this contained space. The alien is somewhere. It's not like John Carpenter's The Thing, because the whole thing with John Carpenter's The Thing is who is the alien. Yeah. But with the original thing from another planet, it was, it's like, where is the alien? Yeah. yeah, It's something I was thinking about watching this, and I thought about it watching the thing, and then I doubled down watching this. The idea of being in that snowy station, yeah. or being in a space station just on a job for X amount of months, seems great. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. I don't know why, but just yeah. be, it almost feels like camping, if yeah. that makes any sense. Well, like, the closest thing you could do, actually, attainably, is... Uh, I have friends who do it, and I, I know of certain things. Like, I, I even just saw another farm looking for it. Um, you can 100% go spend, like, three months on, like, a farm in, like, Utah. I mean, you know, 12, 15 bucks. Housing's free. They'll cook for you. Just spend three mm-hmm. months just helping them herd and milk and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't feel... It's con- not the same. Doesn't feel... It's close. Yeah, contained enough for yeah. me, you know? Like, it's I don't like, know why, just, like, the idea, like, in the thing when they're watching, like television shows that they have taped on vhs's and stuff like yeah. that i'm like i'd love that that sounds great yeah. mean, just just f- it's like in the uh, spoilers say in a breaking bad where he's just up in that cabin by himself for mm-hmm. a year or whatever i'm like yeah. oh i'd love that oh i just love <laughs> it but uh yeah even down to the them having to or rather just ripley i guess uh having to blow the station up just like they have to blow the base up because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they realize that yeah. the only way to get away from the alien is to just 
wash your hands of the whole situation. Do you think when John Carpenter remade the thing, he was like, well, I can't just make aliens. I got to change it up a bit. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Also, I would say that a lot of this, especially the first half, you can pretty much, excluding some scenes of dialogue, which feel like it but a lot of the more like b-rolly type things where they're just like starting the ship and they're just having like the whole like commencing this situation uh thrusters engaged uh and like just the scenes of like the ship moving and like the way the thing is scored Mm -hmm. even the score like if you just draped it in black and white uh, most of it could be a 1950s sci-fi movie yeah like even even the soundtrack kind of has like a kind of like quality to it that sounds like that era um so yeah in that way in a lot of regards you know there was even a point where i was kind of thinking like between how little i remember of it and how highly you speak of it uh, i was like man i really gotta rewatch hereditary because honestly what that guy's doing i can't remember his name ari aster whatever he's like that's it exactly yeah it's like he's kind of just doing what you know like james cameron and ridley scott and steven spielberg were doing during the 70s just making re big budget remakes of their favorite b-horror movies i i i really would like to see Midsummer in... Uh, uh, Midsummer also fell a little flat for me a little bit. I'd like to see that in Hereditary again. Yeah. But primarily because I had just seen the original Wicker Man. Yeah. And that that's is the, really just like, yeah. that's like, you know, like my the, the, the best way to describe it is kind of like, and I mean no disrespect because Midsummer is still good, so this is yeah. a little disrespectful to say, but it's kind of like watching like the old boy remake after having just watched the korean version you're like oh, i just i just went to the source you know what I, mean? I get that yeah uh when i saw midsummer my dad was already into it mm-hmm. like watching it and i was like oh i really want to see this he's like i just started it. you didn't really miss anything i was like okay i missed the thing with the family at the beginning yeah which from what i hear is very impactful mm-hmm. and sets up the whole movie so mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of Midsummer, but I'd like to watch both of those Ari Aster movies again. Yeah. But my thing about them after I watched both of them, I was like, that was good. That was great. Those were um, really, really good horror movies. I never want to see that again. <laughs> like, they're so stressful to me. Yeah. But I would like to go back and see them. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, from the rip, great concept, uh, especially for the time. Just. Uh, yeah, it blows my mind. This is a 70s movie, technically. Yeah. Just out in space uh trying to get back to earth i love that the ship they're like oh shit the ship woke us up early which Mm -hmm. only happens under certain conditions um i also love i'm gonna jump ahead just a little bit the spoiler uh twist which is that this the the ship's mission all along was to attain one of these aliens and bring it back to earth um i feel like i've seen that twist a couple of times not to say that that does not weaken this at all i'm not yeah. bringing that up for that reason but that's a classic one i only bring it up because it's a classic twist that like i i just love every time it happens where it's like you knew the whole time and you didn't tell us mm-hmm. you know great but what makes that twist work best in this is they go you knew the whole time and you didn't tell us and they club him in the head and it pops off it's like oh my god you were a robot <laughs> yeah um but yeah they're out there uh they wake up actually on time because this is when they were supposed Mm -hmm. to intercept this uh spaceship um i i I also am vaguely familiar with the lore that's built on in the next like three films in the series aliens the third one prometheus the fourth one there's a fourth one didn't know that um i think yeah i think like even alien starts with like it's 80 years in the future and they're basically running the same mission or something like that 
I don't know, whatever. I, I really don't, like I said, it's very vague. But um, yes, uh, that works great. They, they, they go to the, the ship. Uh, ship looks great, as Love far it. as I'm concerned. Um, being on the ship, I mean, even just being on, I just, I'm sorry that I'm just going to kind of give a plot rundown, but they, 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 they take like a sort of shuttle down to the planet that all of that still really works. It's really tense. Like even them just being like, we got to run this right or else this could fuck up and we could die descending to this planet kind of a thing. Yeah. I think there's even a point where they're like, oh, we lost one of the shields, you know, and then they crash kind of and they have to spend like something like 72 hours like fixing the shield, the ship they, a little bit so they, they can get back. They crash kind of and their control consoles start shooting sparks and fire and I feel yeah. like that's a huge oversight that yeah. ship should never... Well, that's a funny thing. I mean, with the, when you start dipping your toes into like their idea of what technology would look like. Now, I love it. Yeah, but it's also funny, like, when they're talking to Mother, and they're just talking yeah. to it the way that, like, computers worked before the internet, where you would just, like, type in, like, a command, and then it would respond to you, kind of. Like, it, it works like a text-based adventure video game used to, yeah, like, I where it's like, like, you wake up in a room, and you're like, walk east, and it's like, you cannot walk east. <laughs> yeah, I love that, because it feels like, because I wasn't, you know, obviously around when this movie came out. Uh-huh. Like that, and I love all the technology feels like them being like, well, what would it be like yeah. in X amount of years? And it's just so wrong. Yeah, because it's not the way that it turned out to be. It's not like Apple products. Yeah. It's almost machine-like. Like everything still seems kind of yes. like gas-powered. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I love, like, just all of it feels a little off and a little wrong, which makes it feel like its own world. But I yeah. think that really comes through to me with Mother. where like, It's like I, steampunk, but almost like gas-punk. Like if everything yeah. is gas-powered. <laughs> That that the AI and like them talking to it, like typing in the commands and stuff like that, almost doesn't compute in my brain. Yeah. Like from what I know about computers and how they work, I'm like this is impossible, but also doesn't feel like the way it would be possible. And so it gives it like a nice little added layer of sci-fi. Um, yeah. In a weird roundabout way. Um, I love it. But I love them, you know, they, they, it's just classic sci-fi stuff that I just feel like everything works perfectly. Like when they're like, oh, what's the atmosphere like? They put on the suits. They go I, out. That, when they go out in the suits, uh -huh. that for always is just like another layer of tension to me. Anytime someone's in a space suit in space, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, that's so scary. Yeah. It's just so crazy watching things like this in like 2001, A Space Odyssey, because like I, for some reason, like. These, these two movies specifically, but it's just so weird watching like this. And like there are multiple moments where like I just forget that it's not a contemporary to something like in, in Inception. Mm -hmm. Or not Inception. I meant Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh, not contemporary to Interstellar. Because, um, yeah, like I just I buy in. When they're in the, on the planet, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. You know what's strange, oh, though? Yeah. What? 2001 feels more realistic than like Interstellar does to me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen 2001, so I'll comment on that when I rewatch it. Um, but yeah, they go into the alien craft. And again, that's just one of those things where like they don't touch on it much in this movie. Maybe they expand upon it in the in the later movies and talk about the lore. But like uh, they, they sort of talk about it on the ship almost as if alien life isn't necessarily that common. Like it's mm -hmm. not a Star Wars world that they live in. Um, like, because they have little conversations about, like, oh, what are the odds that it's intelligent? Like, oh, this is alien? Like, this is an alien craft kind of a thing? And, uh, you know, they go on the ship. Um, they're looking around. They see the skeleton in that big old control booth thing mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, down in the bottom, there's all those eggs. And I guess just based off this movie, to be nerdy for a minute, 
don't touch on any of the other lore you may or may not know. Does it seem like this ship is, like, transporting these aliens? Or does it feel like they got on and they started to, like... Because there's that blue shield. Is that supposed to, like, keep them trapped in? Like, they're they're they're, they're keeping the eggs and they're taking the eggs somewhere? Yeah, is it... Because that's the thing. They say something about, like, oh, you break the seal. Like, they was like, oh, it makes a noise when I, when I pass this field. Yeah. Like, so that makes it seem to me like it's some sort of, like, locking mechanism that keeps them just kind of incubating down there. Yeah. Almost. I like, I don't know. It's... Because whatever's driving the ship doesn't look, like, totally like the aliens. It looks It's a enough... different type of alien. It... No, it looks like the same alien to me, but, like, okay. maybe a different, like... Like a mommy... Or a daddy or something? Uh, or, like, different, like... I don't know, like, one of those things where, like, different... Like a Homo sapien to, like, a Cro-Magnon kind of a thing? Where, like, they're both human, technically, but, like, maybe these are, like, the predator versions and these are, like, the brain yeah, versions but, or Yeah, but, like, in this, like, alien species, like, the alien we see on the ship is the hunting one and the yeah. alien we see on the alien ship is the ship President one, yeah. Yeah, um... Like, uh, uh, yeah, and I don't know, because okay. it looks, it's so much bigger than the alien yeah. alien, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just so, I love it, because there's no explanation yeah. to it, and that's why I don't so one of my favorite things in movies is when they don't, we talk about a lot, I mean, with, like, Back to yeah. the Future, like, not explaining, like, Doc Brown and Marty's relationship, that's my classic go-to example, but it expands out to almost everything, like. That's yeah. why I, I don't think I'll ever watch Prometheus. Yeah. Because that's that ship is the ship from Prometheus, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it would just be like, hey, we're doing this movie where we find out where how Doc Brown and Marty met. It's yeah, like, no, I'd never. For seen some that. reason, Prometheus has always struck me as something I do want to check out. Although I agree with you, I'm very vocally against that kind of uh, prequel. I always talk about how I'm not a big fan of prequels. It's I always Ridley talk about Scott that. though, but apparently it's bad. I've heard it's bad, but I've also heard that the lore is. Like, if nothing else, just kind of interesting. Not that they made a good movie, but, like, the okay. lore is... In... Excuse me, because, like, to give you a quick spoiler rundown, it's basically kind of like an ancient aliens kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Where, like, yeah, they're, like, the makers, and they've been basically terraforming worlds or whatever to, like, try to spread life throughout the galaxy, yeah. which is just kind of a classic sci-fi staple that some people even believe is true about the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, people uh, very frequently think that, like, perhaps there is alien life and it looks like us. Like, that's... You know, because there's all kinds of theories, like, you know, they've been able to scientifically prove that, like, certain, like, uh, forms of life can survive inside of asteroids, and, like, perhaps maybe we're even Martian in mm-hmm. origin, but, you know, as Mars was dying, some of the space debris brought life here, and yeah. yada, yada, yada. All kinds of stuff like that. But, yeah, basically it deals with that kind of a thing. I don't know where they take it or what they do with it. Maybe it's a bad movie, but it is seems interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just not... Lore, I want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know it. Know it, so I'm like, oh, this will help me enjoy Alien. It's just almost like, um, like when they have two movies that have nothing to do with each other, but they're set in the same universe, kind of a thing. Okay, that's the vein that I want to check it out in. I get like the way that you'd play a video game. Oh yeah, for sure. Set in the Alien. I get that, but also I feel like that lore would make me enjoy this less. Yeah, and I guess i'll never have the same experience obviously i'll never have the same experience from seeing it the first time but the uh, what i really enjoy uh, and get from that ship and then them finding the eggs and then the thing getting on his face and then it staying on his face and it's like oh it's use it's breathing for him and stuff like that like 
from the moment they step on that ship until the alien bursts out of his chest, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This is so alien. Mm-hmm. I don't under it's 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 unfathomable. Like, what are you supposed to do in this situation? Because it's an alien. We don't we cannot almost can't fathom how any of this works. Yeah. And now one of them is on our ship. What the fuck do you do? Mm. And that's I think the big appeal for this movie. And if I know, ooh, well, Michael Fassbender went to the alien ship and the thing flying it was doing this, and they were taking these aliens here. It, mm. it makes me less so go, "What the fuck is going on?" Which I think is a good, yeah. a good chunk of this movie. Yeah. Um, not to intentionally run beat for beat, but like one of the things I love about that first half is it just keeps up in the ante, right? Like, uh, the one guy ash or whatever his name is he gets fucking clawed in the face and they bring him into the airlock they're like let us in let us in and my girl ripley she's Mm. like that is against protocol and i'm on her side i'm like yeah out of your mind but then the fucking robot ash he's actually ash right lets him in and i'm pissed they're undermining my girl no and i they're undermining her i fucking love when they're like open the door and she's like no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And She's like, standard protocol is a 24-hour quarantine. The captain goes, I'm giving you an order. Open the door. And she goes, mm, well, when you're not on the ship, I'm yeah. captain. And technically, you're not on the ship right now. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, it's get perfect. Him, she plays yeah. it perfect. The yeah. only thing that goes wrong is Ash is there to impede her thing. Mm-hmm. But then you find out at the end, he's not impeding. So there's also a part of me that, like, looking back on it, like, you know, he's a robot also. So he's just doing what he's programmed to do. But, like, then you look back and you're like, damn, that's why they'd be opening up the airlock because that was the goal the whole time. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. Crazy. Same thing with Dallas. Like, uh, one of the things we remarked afterwards is, like, oh, he acts like shit the whole time. But uh, to be honest, uh, probably because he knew what the mission is and he's probably just, like, he's not that worried about, like, oh, we'll get it in the airlock or whatever. He's probably just kind of put on a charade. I think the only person that knew was Ash. Oh, right, because it says the only for the science officers. Whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, he did a bad job. But anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, they bring him on the ship. The fucking thing in his face looks disgusting. All the practical effects look uh, good, in my opinion, besides the little guy running across the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's all flat. The the thing coming out of him falls flat for me every time I see it. It's just... um, I wish they would have found another way to do it that didn't make it look like the bottom half seems immobile. You know what I mean? Like it's just sliding, like gliding yes. across. It doesn't yes. look like it's moving across. It literally looks like it's gliding across, like someone's moving yeah. it. So that's the only thing that doesn't work. Like top half, fine. It's just the bottom half needs to look like it moves. It's actually moving organically. I mean, just even it coming out of him doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I think it's just like a limitation of the time. Well, like it almost feels like it cuts to them and then it cuts back to him and the thing is just out. Yeah. Um, in my mind, when I think of the scene, I always picture it bursting out of his chest. Yeah. Um, and like even um, with Robot Man, where they talk to his head, mm. there's obviously a fake head that they're like flopping around and plugging stuff into and then mm. they set it down to where the real guy is going to poke his head out of the ground and yeah. that's how they're going to do it. And they don't even, like, it's not like someone walks in front of the camera and then it's the real head. Mm. They almost just switch to another shot. Yeah. Like, uh, it's very jarring. Um, <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton, though, does a great job. Parks does a great job. If uh, I couldn't dress like Ripley for the rest of my life, I would dress like Harry Dean Stanton in this movie. He looks so cool. I love it so much. Pretty much everybody besides Dallas does a great job. 
Uh, they act their little asses off, as far as I'm concerned. Even the girl that just, uh, just cries all the time? Yeah, yeah. It's believable. There would be someone who's just like, what the fuck? Can't handle this. But, um, yeah, so the alien's loose on the ship. It's somewhere. They're trying to track it. They devise all kinds of little gadgets to try to track movement. They try to lock off certain parts of the ship, whatever. They find out it's in the air air vents and whatnot. Mm Mm-hmm. They try to blow it off of the, uh, you know, out of the air vents with the flamethrower. That scene's great. Uh, the whole time that I'm watching Dallas like shuffle around yeah. in the air vent, I'm like, fuck. Even just shooting that, I couldn't handle the claustrophobic nature of yeah. like my knees being at my chin, basically. While I'm trying to move down this little tunnel. While you have a fire gun in your other. Yeah, hands. and he's all sweaty and stuff. Uh, second practical f- effect that just falls totally flat is when he's like, Dallas, he's coming right for you, and he like turns over and the alien just goes. Yeah, we. <laughs> I don't mind him being a guy in a suit. I can get over that, except in that scene. It, That's like the main yeah. one where I'm like, no, nah, that didn't work. That fell flat, son. The the big thing about this movie is Ridley Scott didn't like in movies where the monster is very clearly a guy in a suit. Yeah. So he hired H.R. Geiger, Geiger, HRG, um, to make an alien make a monster that mm. couldn't possibly be a, a man yeah and then he was at a bar and found i can't remember the guy's name but the guy who is in the suit mm-hmm. who is just like six foot nine and just crazy skinny yeah and he's like perfect we'll put you in the suit and only problem is is in every shot he looks like a normal sized man <laughs> yeah he never met anyone from the cast because they wanted them to be freaked out by the monster. And they go through all this effort. And I only see a guy in a suit yeah. throughout this whole movie. Especially when it goes, wah, yeah. in the vent like that. That's <laughs> the worst one for me. It's it's a tie between that or at the end where it's hanging off the back of the ship. Yeah. Just flopping around. <laughs> That's also bad. But for the most part, it's fine. Oh, no, for I, me, it serves a purpose. Oh, it looks great. Yeah, it, it looks, looks great. It looks really good. Yeah. But it still looks like a man in a suit. It's which I don't, I don't have a problem with. No. It's just that. I know they went to such great lengths to make it yeah. not look like a man in a suit. It walks like a guy from Doctor Who. Yeah. But it's still, it looks great. It's like yeah. a, it's, I, I think the design of that alien, maybe because it's just been still shoved mm-hmm. down our throat 40 years later, mm-hmm. it looks very contemporary to me. Now, there's the aspect of it that I, I know that they wanted it to look a little different every time you saw it, which is why it starts as the little mm-hmm. mask grabber, then it is all translucent, and then it's like a little bit bigger right it, it, it takes like three different forms basically um that's all well and good that's great i love it um doesn't quite reach the heights of like i think the apex of what the idea is there like the whole like oh you never know what it looks like that's kind of just john carpenter's the thing mm-hmm. um that's how you do that idea perfectly but that it, that's not to say that like i i i, I just i just i just think that with the concept that you have that it is an alien every time you see it i don't know it's mm-hmm. good that it changes but it's like hey didn't notice it changed no no <laughs> not at all well i guess it's technically four because it's the face grabby thing then it turns into the little naked mole rat well, thing. face grabby thing is it's mommy yeah but i mean it's all kind of like part of the whole like cycle of life or whatever right so it turns into the naked mole rat thing and then it turns into like the translucent thing right behind the guy and then it's the big black one at the end so three i was gonna say four if you count the the face huggy thing but if you don't if that's his mommy my bad hey chris what in your uh, most educated guess what's that little mouth do (laughs) 
What's the little, what's the the little mouth, mouth for? inside the mouth? What's it for? What's it? What's the, the no no clue. Just looks spooky. But um. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, my main point just being, uh, it's really good for lore. It's great creature design and stuff like that. But uh, because I think part of it is like, oh, you never know what it's gonna look like. But also. Yeah, I just feel like the most scary version of you never know what it's going to look like is it it can mimic other things. Yeah. So that's all I was really... That was mainly the point I was trying to make. But again, that's not to take anything away from this because it's just different. That's it. It's just different. I just think yeah. that like that concept is taken up to 11 in something like John Carpenter's The Thing where you really never know what it's going to look like. And even when it looks like an alien, it, it, it well, again, it's taken up to 11 because even in John Carpenter's The Thing, it doesn't have a base form, at least theorized in the movie or yeah. in some of the fan theories is that it doesn't have a natural form necessarily. It's just... It's either a person or just a different, the grossest Gross. thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Chris, the thing is so good. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention is there is the, uh, which I read, was specifically done in the editing process, but there is kind of an alien rape scene. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we were watching it, and I don't remember this from the first time I saw it. It was like, like five minutes later that I was like, an alien rape just happened, right? And you're like, take it back. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, because like the, the, the thing goes up her leg, and then when Ripley comes and finds them, she's hanging from the ceiling, Bottomless. and she doesn't have boots on. And I was like, what happened to her boots? And you were like, I think it raped her? And I was like, <laughs> did it? And then we paused the movie and did like 10 minutes of research, and yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like, there's even the point where like, to my ears, while Ripley is running down the hallway, it sounds like the alien's going like <laughs> a little bit for like two seconds, like in between like her yeah. screaming. It's weird. And hey, can I be honest? Yeah. I could have done without it. <laughs> I think it uh, it brings this movie down yeah. a little bit for me. That just feels weird and mm-hmm. unnecessary. It feels it feels unnecessary. And it feels like yeah, antithetical to what the alien is, mm-hmm. you know. But the movie does a great job of uh. You know, something I like in these movies, like The Thing, or like, uh, you know, The Thing from Another Planet, even, or, you know, Alien here. I like in these, like, slasher, or even Terminator, in these, like, slasher sci-fi hybrids, um, kind of unlike, um, or not rather unlike, just like a slasher film, with the second half, obviously, everybody's trying to survive. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, in these examples more so than just something like Freddy versus Jansen or whatever. Or, um, this is not me slighting them. It's just that it's more so singing the praises of these ones. I, I, I am actually invested in the survival of these characters. Like, they have clear plans that they're trying to carry out, right? Like, at first in Alien, they're uh, splitting up two at a time, and they're just trying to locate the thing. And then they figure out it's in the air duct, so they're trying to slowly close off the air ducts and get it into the air lock, because that's where the air duct goes at the end. Yeah. And then it devolves into like, okay, fuck it. We're going to take the escape shuttle. You guys go downstairs and try to get all the antifreeze or whatever the fuck it is or coolant that you can, you know, and then they both die. And then it's just Ripley being like, fuck, I just got to get my cat and get the fuck in that little thing. <laughs> also, hey, uh, if you make a spaceship and have a an escape pod on it, put the coolant in there. <laughs> You make the escape pod big enough for everybody to get on, <laughs> yeah. or you make two escape pods. That, yeah. That's that does not that I I I don't buy it. That's, yeah. Uh, that's that fair. Maybe my biggest problem with this movie. Um. And then uh, just kind of blazing through. I mean, we can go back and forth at any time. I do like, even though it doesn't make sense necessarily. 
or it does, whatever. I'm just saying, it's a little tiny leap for me. That she gets on the ship, she gets naked, she's just chilling in her, her underwear. And then she's like, oh, fuck the aliens in here. That is tense. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, But then you do get the sort of buffoonery that is the alien yeah. dangling off the thing, just kind of slamming into the fucker yeah. <laughs> from the back. I... How do you feel about the twist of, like, the aliens on the... I think that's whatever it's yeah, fine it's kind of something you just kind of gotta do yeah but also it the rape makes it worse the rape because when the aliens on the escape pod it's just hanging out yeah and it's just sleeping and like doesn't know she's there which kind of makes it seem like the alien is an animal that's just kind of walking around going oh there's a guy i'll kill him yeah. I'm going to go over here. There's a guy. I'll kill him. It almost seemed wounded on the escape shuttle. Like it was Maybe. like t- tired, tuckered out, ready for some sleep. Yeah, just catch tuckered some out. That's what I got from it. It's just like this alien that's like, well, I guess I'll crawl into here and just sleep for right now. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, weird. The, I like I like the escape pod bit. It's like one last scare, kind of. Yeah. Classic slasher movie stuff. But how do you feel about... Our girl, who, yeah, like we keep saying, no, I'm I'm in command now. I'm not opening this airlock. Mm. And then I love later, um, Robot Man, Ash. Ash, I think, yeah. Is doing computery stuff. She goes, so what'd you find out? And he's like, oh, nothing. I still have no idea what this is. And she goes, yeah, it's weird. I'm missing that, blah, blah, blah. So let's talk about you opening the airlock. And he's like, I did what I had to do. And she goes, no, you disobeyed a direct order mm-hmm. i am your boss when he's gone yeah and then campbell dies and she's like all right i'm the boss this is what we're gonna do and like people are like getting all frantic and she's screaming at them yeah and just takes control and she just gets shit done and yeah. she's awesome absolutely it's one of those things where like again it's like i love that aspect of the movie where it's like you're annoyed the whole time and i'm still annoyed at the end but then you still like once you get the reveal of like oh that was their mission the whole time then i look back on it and i'm like oh i understand the motivations of the antagonist now yeah i know why ash was impeding her and like was always saying things like like she's like oh you debated direct order but in his robot head he's like bitch you don't even know my order yeah nothing you could say could impede my order yeah my yeah. order says if it's a human being it can go fuck itself yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, but she's a boss just the uh, she's a better captain than Talos ever was yeah she's the biggest badass uh, in the galaxy yeah um and then she just with her her wits and her will gets her cat and she gets the fuck out of there Mm -hmm. and then the movie goes okay let's take that butt out (laughs) that's what I was building to yeah I always feel weird yeah it just makes me yeah do you agree with me? Do I don't know, because at that point, I don't know if it's like, uh, I don't like to put my fucking amateur like film criticism hat on at all, but like by that natural point in the slasher film, uh, the female character has assumed the traditionally like male role. Mm-hmm. So as an audience viewer, that's how you're now viewing that person. You're not really seeing them 
in the light that you would usually see a female character. Yeah. So by that point, it's not even that sexy. It seems like a hard day's work kicking your boots off. To yeah, me, no, that's how it, I feel about it. It definitely, it could definitely read, okay, she's in the escape pod, she's gotten away. Yeah. I'm going to... Cool off a little bit, get this I'm fucking jumper cool off. Cool off, get this jumper off. Because I assume what she's doing is she's prepping to get in that little pod. So yes, she's probably got like a little outfit to put on. And what they're showing you is, okay, she's basically naked now. Yeah. She's in a very, very vulnerable. vulnerable state mm-hmm. because she feels safe. Yeah. That's great. Good filmmaking. Awesome. But then when she gets in the closet, the camera angle is just her entire <laughs> ass with her underwear halfway down. And yeah. I'm like, this feels a little icky. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. Um, the movie also, on a side note, ends uh, with her being in not the best situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of equally scary in just a different way to just yeah. be directionless, the directionlessly. Finds me, yeah, yeah, just blasted out into space. Kind of like gravity. Kind of like old boy, where it's a happy ending, right? <laughs> I love the androids' insides. Do you really? Because they're gross, and it's like yeah. nothing I've ever seen. And it's yeah. just like the milk that he's full of. Yeah. And like just the weird lights and like shit coming out of him that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It almost feels a little organic. And mm-hmm. uh, Yes, that's fair to say. The like milk. like when they hit him in the head the first time and just that white stuff comes, milk comes out of the top yeah. of his head, it's like... What is that? Why is <laughs> yeah. there milk coming out of this, man? Yeah. Yeah, I will give it points for all of that. Um, it's just kind of 50-50 for me. I wish... That's the that's one of the few things in the movie that I wish looked a little better, but I definitely agree. I like yeah. that it all looks like nothing I've seen. I like that it's like milky and it is kind of organic and stuff like that. And yeah, when he gets bonked, you're like, what the fuck? It's, it's but, nothing I've ever seen, but very clearly, you know those like... Those like little like desk things, they're like a light with like those like clear, thin straws, not straws, but like thin, yeah. just like hairs of plastic, and they light up at the end. Yeah, he's just full of those. <laughs> but yeah, there's like chunks in the milk. Yeah, and I think that's one of the gross things to me that it just ends up, I don't know, seeming a little bit like something uh, slapped together for like student film, kind of almost. I get it, but it's yeah. it's 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 fine. Like I said, because also ultimately, like the pros outweigh the cons. But I think it might be the chunks specifically. I don't know. There's something about it that just slips by being perfect. But I do love it. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's great. And I do really like the scene where they're talking to Justice Head. Yeah, and his voice is just kind of fucked up. Uh, you know me. I got a big soft spot in my soft spot in my heart for robots. Uh-huh. I love songs with vocoders because I'm like, oh, listen to the sad robot. <laughs> but I love when they're talking to him, and at the end he goes, "I did what my mission was." But that being said, I hope the best for you all. Yeah. And they turn him off, and I was like, "All right, you won me over. I like you now." <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's why one of the reasons why, like, by the end when the reveal comes, I'm like. Oh, I like end up sympathizing with the robot a little bit because I'm like he's just doing what he was told to do. Yeah, so are the Nazis though, Chris. Yeah, but they're human beings. I can't afford them the same sympathy as I can this robot. He can't control what he's told to do. 
Human beings can. You're right. If the Nazis were robots, I probably would be like, no, I like robots. Yeah. I'm just saying I'd be a little more like, I can't believe Hitler made them do that. Yeah, robots are science fiction slaves. Yeah. You ever seen iRobot? When I was a child, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I watched it in a hotel room, like six, seven years ago at this point. And it doesn't, it does not hold up. Hmm. You know what's great from that movie, though, that I think still holds up? Hmm. There's a scene where Will Smith is interrogating the robot that's starting to have feelings and stuff like that. And Will Smith's like, well, no, you're not a human. Can you write a symphony? Can you paint a beautiful vista? And the robot goes, can you? It's like, ooh, get him. Get him. Based on a novel by Philip K. Dick. Yep. I'd love to read it. Me too, but I don't want to read. (laughs) I I still haven't finished do android's dream of electric sheep yeah don't even know where that is lost that book Mm -hmm. and it's so short i could knock it out in an hour (laughs) and i just haven't committed to it also uh, beating a dead horse at this point great creature design the alien looks great looks great great black leathery sleek phallic phallic um yeah it looks like it's probably the earliest example i can think of of an alien in a movie because i'm not super well versed in sci-fi but i have a brief understanding of the the general you know excluding something like king kong or godzilla because i guess those kind of count in a sense and i no those are i mean king kong yeah whatever forget my little tangent there this is like the early example of like a sci-fi alien that i am like that looks like a fucking could be real alien yeah like this looks like a thing that we could find on a planet Am I wrong? This fucking thing looks like it could be a real... No, absolutely. A real But you just alien. made me think of something. Yeah. King Kong and Godzilla, uh-huh. the same thing. I would say, tell me if I'm right or wrong, Godzilla is sci-fi uh-huh. and King Kong is not. No. Because King Kong is just a big monkey they find somewhere. Yeah. But I feel like Godzilla is like, oh, we created this thing with nuclear mm-hmm. waste. Yeah, that's the clear distinction there. Uh, King Kong ends up being a horror film. Yeah. Because uh, it's I naturally mean, Godzilla is as well. No, because it's te- specifically like the radiation from nuclear weapons that's created. Godzilla, yeah. I believe. But I, I'd say a big monster stepping on a city is pretty scary. I think. No, yeah, I'm saying it's still movie. horror, but what differentiates sci-fi is specifically yeah, no, that it's yeah, yeah. man-made right yeah so like frankenstein is horror but it's technically sci-fi whereas dracula is just horror because it's a naturally occurring thing i'd like to watch those two movies i think i've seen bits and pieces of both mm-hmm. of them like the multiple iterations that there are mm-hmm. but i am now just for now for the first time thinking of those two movies and like wow that's a and this is probably nothing new. This is probably the point of both of those movies, but just two different sides of the world's interpretations of a big monster. And yeah. King Kong is, you know, just a bunch of white guys going to a fucking uh, island no one's ever been to before and being like, oh, this is cool. We're going to go take it back to our place and make it work for us. And then... That's a classic white guy go to. <laughs> yeah. And then... um. Godzilla is, man, there's this big monster that we found that's a, a side effect from these fucking white guys coming over and <laughs> dropping a bunch of poison on us. Yeah. I'd like to see those. Two, I'm going to watch those two movies as soon as possible, though, yeah. probably. The saddest part about real-life radiation is that 
nothing that mutation doesn't actually happen if you're exposed to radiation mm-hmm. you just die you just die yeah you get turned into a shadow <laughs> yeah i love that that's purely a sci-fi uh in like uh idea that like oh you got a third arm because you live next to a nuclear plant no if you live next to a nuclear plant you would just die yeah you would die you, if, if something from was the wrong. inside out you would die you would die yeah um that's that's gotta be big nuke propaganda right like yeah. hey you could grow you could get superpowers huh yeah. uh, but no really you just get you a just horrible die. cancer and you die yeah uh fun fun stuff overall i think i have to get it and give alien like a b i'm gonna I give think. alien a, a b plus yeah yeah no i'm gonna give it a b minus i changed my mind b minus b minus any closing thoughts on Alien? Check it out. <laughs> Man, I, th- I, th- I think Alien's good. Um, I don't think it's amazing. Uh, it definitely drops the ball in some places. Um, uh, Amanda Ripley. Not Amanda. Wasn't it, didn't they say her first name was Ellen or something like that? Yeah, like Ellen, I think. Yeah, Ellen anyway, Ripley. Yeah. Ripley is one of my top five favorite um, film characters of mm-hmm. all time. Even with that, I think this movie's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to wrap up in a way we usually don't. I think the the things that make this still relevant to me today, which is, is one, this is a great example of something we don't see terribly often, at least done well. Um, this is like, uh, yeah, just a super badass role for a woman to be in. Um... Obviously, you have things like Sarah Connor, um, but she falls more into like the, the 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 Marty McFly kind of archetype, where it's like, I'm just a normal guy, you know. She's like, Hey, I'm just a normal guy. Oh, Chris, what? We gotta watch T two. I know. Yes, we will. She becomes really <laughs> in T two. It's so good. Oh my god, her arms are huge. Sorry, go on. Um, but yeah, uh, as you were saying earlier, uh, Ripley is just clearly a person who was made to be a leader from the beginning um and yeah she's just badass from go it's almost like uh you know mccready in the thing or whatever his name is mm-hmm. he's just the cool one she's just the cool one in this movie yeah um that's really cool it's great to see um again it's something that even to this day is still um i know that we've had our hunger games and we've had some i don't know captain marvel i didn't see it or whatever but you know again this is still a role that's usually given to a white dude yeah um and yeah i think it's just done flawlessly because yeah from the grip you're like this sigourney reaver whips ass and like i said i think it would be flawless if we didn't get just that if her underwear were pulled up just an inch higher (laughs) see i like that it's like off and shit because it's like it's like shit i don't even give a fuck i've been running around like it's all tussled up because i've been running around and stuff it could be all tussled up but cover your butt crack (laughs) but anyways but then that makes her like kind of like a plumber or something but anyways, the other thing, creature design, astronomical out of this world, uh, all the space stuff still feels not that dated, really, it just doesn't. I, I, I think all the spaceship stuff, especially the CRT screens mm-hmm. and the just the, the late 70s, mm-hmm. just idea of what that stuff's going to be is, yeah. what, I'm going to steal your world. word, it's astronomical, it's so yeah. good. I, it's, even even just down to like some of like the actual physics of the world, Like I love that they're like, we're still about 10 months from Earth. Like, yeah. I, I like that uh, it's 
hard soft sci-fi but still grounded in reality in the sense that like we're not wormholing we're not light speeding like this is just raw dog in space the way yeah. that you'd get on a bus yeah and it, uh, i think what they all feel like semi-truck drivers yeah and, it, and i feel like it works so well because they're not explaining to you how the ship works or what mother really does and mm-hmm. stuff like that like yeah the shit's just here like yeah you are alive in this time period and you're used to all this shit yeah so yeah the sci-fi holds up the alien holds up uh great female lead um so overall um two four fours four xenomorphs doing the moonwalk out of four xenomorphs possible doing the moonwalk well four out of five po- five possible xeno xenomorphs doing a moonwalk doing a moonwalk yeah All out right. of five that's like a b yeah Four and a half out of five is a no. Four out of five. Okay. Four four xenomorphs doing the moonwalk. Okay. Out of five possible xenomorphs. Okay. Yeah, by that. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's that. Nice, man. If you need more soup. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time...